0: The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Rusty Marcus, welcome to Inside Florida Racing.
1: Why, well, thank
2: you. Why do I just walk in on I'm talking, I'm hearing about Chinese food. So like cat. <laughs> oh, Rusty, just
0: ignore Rob. Just, just <laughs> Rob with another great
3: idea. It's radio Babble.
2: Rusty, I am looking forward, and I'm going to come up to your track um, for the Charity Trekkers race. Looking forward to coming up there.
3: Well,
1: you need to come up there before then because I got the Mary Edward oil coming up next week. Right? And
2: then uh, oh, before you leave, I'm going bef- to have st- be- to
1: see
0: if I can do that. Be- before you leave the air with us tonight, I want you to talk about that. But right now, what we want to do is. What we I want you to tell us how tough it really is and I don't want you to hold back. I mean,
2: no sugar coating allowed.
0: No sugar coating here. What we need to make make people aware of is how difficult things really are right now, Rusty, and I and I have I'm I'm convinced, I may be wrong, but I'm convinced myself that this situation in Florida racing with the tracks is in far worse shape than the the drivers no
1: it, it, yeah, I believe it really is I believe what we're seeing this year and this is just my take on it I believe what you're seeing the drivers do at this point is uh, not really revolt but a little bit of a revolt okay, they're spending their hard earned money to, to put on a show for us the fam us the track. Um I think what they're, what they're saying we're not going to be herded around like cattle you're going to listen to us if you don't we're going to do something else, and if you look at the car count, something is absolutely positively going on. Uh, I, I had the, the pleasure of being the race director, New Smyrna Saturday night. Uh, they had a Bright House race that they combined with the Sunbelt Series. We had 12 cars.
3: How, 13, how
0: many, Thirteen at Auburndale. How many?
3: How many fans? How many fans did you have in the stands?
1: You know what? That part I don't know. It it wasn't a bumper crop, but here it was. And, and, and don't think that I'm doing anything against Newsom or anything like that. Hey, we're yeah, just talking you know.
0: facts, man. Uh, wait,
1: we, um, but you know that that race was up against the Charlotte race. Uh,
0: yeah. TV. Was, you
1: know, we had we
3: had the
0: oh,
1: so and the Bright House combined. You know, you would think that we would have gotten a good car
3: count. Let me ask you something, real quick, Russ. This is Rob. Um, since you just said it you know up against the charlotte race I, i'm i i just said something earlier tonight and i've been having this feeling and it keeps hitting me more and more and I, I think that that you know uh nascar has a certain responsibility in um seeing what um local racing is doing today and secondly with that do you think um you know what do you think about that and also um do you think that um does do you think that nascar maybe did, did they ever sit back and think about that um, without, if there wasn't any local racing, if all the racetracks closed up, that it would really affect them?
1: I, I, I absolutely do think that they would think that it would affect them because otherwise they wouldn't have their short track programs that they have in place.
3: But that's, a, that's such an expensive program for people to get involved in.
1: Right. Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, NASCAR is looking at stuff, but you know, when you're the strongest, you can, you can flex a little bit of muscle. Okay, and that's what NASCAR does. You know, hey, if a Saturday night show works out better for them at Charlotte, then that's what they're going to do. They're not going to go, you know, we can't hurt the little guys. Uh, they're a powerhouse. And they've earned the right to be a powerhouse. I mean, they've, they've built that machine into a huge, huge machine. Uh, does, it, does it hurt the short tracks when we're running up against them? Absolutely. When you can sit in your underwear and drink beer and eat pretzels in your living room for free.
0: Is that what you do? Rusty, is that what you do?
1: Because you just didn't come well, off with that.
0: Let's go. Let's go back, Rusty, to the point you opened with, which is outside. I'm trying to see how that fits into the the three P's that we're talking about, which is, you know, prices at the tracks and the purses at the tracks and the promotion or lack of of. Uh-huh. Well, uh, how does this? What's the deal with this drivers? Tell us about this.
2: Can we just start off by clarifying what the price is at your racetrack, since we're going to get into pricing?
1: Okay, the price the price at Orlando, uh, we're a little bit disgruntled with our back gate. We went up to $30 this year, and I think it really hurt us. $30 for a non-member, $20 for a fast car member. Uh, I think what that did so so was
3: in, in the pits? That's the pits. For
1: the pits, yeah. Right.
3: What about your grandsons? I
1: think what that, think what that did was is that send out the herd and the underclassmen. You're strictly stocks and super stocks because guys just don't have that kind of money. And they didn't have the money to, to buy the fast car license. Now, we worked with with anybody that we could to let them get their fast car license if they needed to make payments on it or if they needed to do whatever they needed to do.
3: What's what's that all about? Explain fast the fast car, car license.
1: The uh, fast car license is 75 bucks.
3: Yeah. And what is that?
1: Uh, what that does is that gets you $10 off at the gate. Okay. And, but, and it also allows you to accumulate your points.
0: It also has something to do with insurance too, doesn't it? No. No.
1: It, it, it did for a long time, but now the insurance is all, all the same.
2: Okay, it's, Rusty. I, no.
1: I can sit. I can sit here and tell you, oh yeah, but it, it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Now, Rusty,
2: what, what is the price for the regular fan just to come into the grandstand?
1: Okay. Now, this is something that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, sometimes I can't, I can't do it the way that I want to do it, but Orlando is still at ten dollars front gate for a regular show. Seniors and students are five. Kids 11 and under are free. Awesome. Make it an affordable night out. Now, mm-hmm. this, this Friday, we have the uh, uh, Bright House race, and we will go up to $15 general admission, uh, $10 seniors and students, and kids 11 and under are free. Uh, and then we have the Sunbelt race the following weekend. Unfortunately, it goes up to $20, uh, which... I hate that part. Which good?
0: Wh- what's that now? When does it go to twenty? For or the, the Sun, Sun, Belt Sun Belt race. For
1: the, for the Sun Belt.
2: Now, yes. now is it going up to twenty based on the purse for the race?
1: It's going up to twenty because it's supposed to be a twenty dollars event.
2: Who said? Who said exactly?
1: <laughs> no, it, in all, in all uh, honesty, that race should be a twenty dollars
2: event.
0: Next yeah. Event. And let's let's just be frank about this. Like the people that are listening to this show and listen to it every week. These are not your uh, occasional, the, the occasional fan who goes to a racetrack once in a while right. are not the people that listen to this show either live or in its archived version. The people that listen to this show are race car drivers, people that are associated with the sport directly, or fans that just cannot get enough. So we're talking to the, to the base here, you know what I mean? So let
1: me, let me clarify what I said. It should be a $20 show. You should get every dime for that $20 out of that show. Will it happen that way? Hmm. I think on that one you will because of, of the way that we've, we've built this one. Yeah. Um, but the, the way that all got started, we had we, a couple years ago we went through and we, we, we decided we'd have weekly prices to get in. We'd have a medium show, which would be like uh, the truck, Southern Sportsman. They, those would be the $15 shows. And then the premiere shows, which would be the uh, <coughs> excuse me, which would be the the, the Goodyear, the Sunbelt, uh, uh, Sprint cars, those would be twenty dollars shows. And we fifty in in those should be twenty dollars shows because when you come there, you should be so excited about being there. Now, I would like them to be fifteen. I like them to be a ten dollars show that you feel like you should have paid twenty dollars for when you
3: walked out of there. Do you guys advertise pretty heavily for those $20 shows and put some excitement out there that there's actually going to be something worth that 20 bucks?
1: You know, we, we advertise a lot more than people think that we do. Uh, now, some of the things that, that I come to blows with, with my management over is uh, we advertise really heavily for, like, uh, the Wing Sprint series, TVRA. Well, there was a, there was a little mix-up a couple years ago. And I had always thought, you know, hey, what's the sense of advertising? The people that are coming to see it are coming to see it. The other, they don't really attract other people. They attract the people that follow that. Well, it was proven. We had a little mix-up, and the numbers were the same as if we'd advertised. And it was like, well, why are we spending so much money advertising if we're just going to get the same people? What's got to happen is...
0: Or maybe you should have thought about maybe redesigning the advertising so it actually got the job done.
1: Right now, that's that's a thought too. And, and another
0: thing too is your advertising works weeks behind a lot of times. So exactly, yeah, people uh, hear this,
2: it and then they don't act, always act on it right. I, away. I, I'm,
0: I still try to clarify this one thing you said about the drivers because that's how you what you started off with. Rusty was about the drivers. And by the way, I want to thank you um, for Rusty's got a. a a little bit of the flu going here, and we really appreciate you taking the time to do this. For if you us hear today. any strange noises. Just, <laughs> just let us know. We'll push the cough Yeah, button. <laughs> but 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 you you you. you I kind of got the the drift that when you started talking about pricing, that you feel that raising the purse or the the back gate of price for the drivers and crews. Cause some of the drivers not to race as much is that what I was hearing absolutely absolutely okay so I was just doing some things here if you race forty weeks a year, which is a lot it's insane to be doing it all that much, but if that's what it is it is if you are charging ten dollars more that's like what four hundred dollars more for per the year uh-huh. I have a hard time in my head reconciling that that would be enough money to keep a driver. And maybe, what am I missing? Is it because there's drivers no, no, and he's no, got to no, pay for the crew? What
2: you're, is,
1: what you're missing is, okay, now that driver's paying $30 to get into that pit area. Right. Okay, now when you're talking strictly stock and super stock to mini stock, that's not your upper echelon of driver. They're the drivers that I love the most because they're the ones that put the show on. But you strictly thought back to your average, ordinary guys that work jobs where they can their butt all day long. They've got this little car that they are just as proud of as Timmy Russell is in his super late model. And that's no slam against Timmy. It's just it's the truth of the matter. You, you watch those little strictly stocks run around out there, and those guys are proud of those cars. Okay, but they can't afford... Okay, now, if they've come into the pit, if it's $30 ahead because they don't have their fast car license, they bring them and two crew members in, you're looking at 90 bucks just to get the car in the game. That hurts these
0: guys i see when you add up the crew and and the mama right. and the whatever yeah and and you have a lot of people who bring their families into the pits with them as well
1: yes and I, and there's a lot of things that i'm working on and i've i've tried to work on before and, and i absolutely positively got to get them put into play uh i wanted to, to fence in one of the grandstand areas in the back so the, so the guys can have their their wives and kids come in the front gate and sit on the back. Like Bradenton had, I don't, I, I don't know how Bradenton... How they
0: used to do that. They still do it sort of that way, yeah.
1: Okay, where, where you know, you can come in through the front gate and get the, the lower price ticket, but still be able to uh, be with each other. You know, the drivers sure. through a little gate, and then, then they can sit with each other. That would save them a ton. Now, if you look at, at the way a racetrack post works, now you want to get as many people in the back gate as you can. But you have to look at it realistically too. People can't afford to spend a couple hundred bucks a week racing. And um, by the time that you know, if they bring if they bring their wife and their and one kid, they've got ninety bucks in that. Then they've got to get fuel. Which, thank goodness, fuel is going down. Um, so that that will help also.
0: So you, as a general manager of the track, mm-hmm. you have a few staff that are working there. Throughout the week, I guess, a couple of people working with you, right, doing maintenance. Me, my, me myself, and I. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> and couple um,
1: personalities that go along with it.
0: <laughs> okay, so just so people understand, and uh, this isn't like playing up to Rusty. This just is the way it is. That this, You have one person here, Rob, who's going to have to get the promotion done, get everything organized to get promotion done to put people in the seats. Get the organization done on the back end to make sure that the drivers are there and everything and all the thousands of details that go into that. That's a big thing to do.
1: Now I, get, I get support from, from New Smyrna without a doubt. I mean, Kim Brown does a, does a great job with me. Um, a couple times a week, we have the, the maintenance crew from, from New Smyrna come down. So that takes a big chunk of it, of it off. Um, and the, the promotions, and I've said this before, and I will say it again, if you want to see Orlando turn into a profit center, it needs to go to Saturday night. And I absolutely, positively believe that. And I will fight for that until the day I leave this organization.
0: How would things be different, and I I understand that, and that's noted. How would things be different at Orlando if Rusty Marcus only had to wake up on Monday and didn't have to think about anything else until Saturday night, but putting people in the front grandstands. How would that place be different?
1: Oh, it would be hugely different. Because if, if you just spent your time, and, and Robert jumps on me all the time about doing it, and then you end up getting caught up in, you know, need to do this, need to do that, need to do something else, or something breaks the track and it has to be fixed, or, or whatever. <laughs> you want to, you want to, you need a marketing person. You need a strong, strong marketing person. Somebody to go out and just absolutely kill it
0: passion and enthusiasm
1: right and and you've heard me say this everything that we do needs exactly that everything you've heard me say this before if we can't get excited about our product who the hell is going to get excited about it and quite frankly we haven't been getting excited about our product and we've got to and and the sooner people understand that the quicker racing is going to pull out of it now we're building you know, we we got a couple of really good races coming up and, and I've been going around and I've been talking to people and, and I've been talking to our people and, and Saturday night I talked to one of our one of our people and I said, Look, here's what I want. This race is not gonna be like the other races that we've had. We're gonna go into this like we used to, where it was exciting and people wanted to be here because I want this race to go off without a hitch.
0: Marion Edwards the Marion Edwards deal. Tell us about that.
1: Go, wait, Edwards, hold on, hold on. Uh Marty Little uh I got in touch with him, and he hooked us up with the Edwards family. The Edwards family has been very gracious and given us the, the naming rights to the Marion Edwards Memorial. It's the Orlando Dodge 125 that we've ran for years and years. Uh, we've attached the Marion Edwards Memorial to it.
0: Which, um, explain the significance of that for people that don't know. Where does that come from?
1: Okay, here's the significance for me. For years and years and years, I went to Hylia Speedway. For the Marion Edwards Memorial had no clue who he was it was just a good race because just about any race you went to at Hialeah was a good race and I understand that he passed away at New Smyrna in a uh, practice session and uh, I, uh, Hialeah had picked up he was from the Hialeah area and Hialeah picked up the race and, and it was a great race and uh, we're we're so excited about having it, and all but one of the one of the brothers will be with us the following Friday night, not this Friday night, the following Friday night. Uh, we're supposed to have one of the old winners' cars there uh, from years past, which I think is absolutely cool. Uh, we're calling for all the pace cars to come from all the tracks all over the state, which I know Ocala won't be able to make it because there'll be racing that night. But we're we're trying to get everybody involved. We want we want to get everybody involved back in racing again and make racing fun again. And I know it's late in the year, but you've got to start somewhere.
3: So, uh, you know, that, that seems to be the, the issue, uh, basically, is the excitement, you know, in and around the racetrack and, that's, that's and the getting, getting some some new people. I don't think excitement's going to come back to the racing at the racetrack until some new people get in front of the race and get excited about it because the old people that have been going all this time are not going to get excited about it. They're just they're so complacent. You know, I think Saturday night would be great for Orlando. I've always thought that. But in the same token, I think it would be a negative for your sister track over there because I think some of the cars run at both, don't they?
1: Very, very few. We've we've looked at the numbers and it wouldn't hurt either one of them car wise.
0: Well, and you still, you already got a Saturday night bunch of cars that run on Saturday night, right?
1: Of course. We've got our little Legends and Bandoleros and Pro Challenge and Mini Cups and all that fun stuff.
3: Well, I mean, there's no doubt you we'll probably need to be using uh, both of the nights. And uh, uh, what kind of advertising are you guys doing? I mean, uh, do you use local radio advertising at all?
1: On the Friday night show, we do. On the Saturday night show, we don't. Every Eve. Friday
0: night, who does who, who does the ads? Who uh, designs the
1: them? Do in the office. Uh, uh, Joe Lewandowski and Kim Brown work on those up there.
0: Yeah,
2: Rusty, that, do you give the radio stations free uh, tickets to give away so the jock has?
1: I give to anybody to give away. Trust me. <laughs> okay,
2: because that's just always a good thing. The jocks will talk about. You know, as a disc jockey myself, you know, we'll talk about it. We got something to give away for the racetrack. We're going to be talking about it and uh, opening up the phone lines and giving them away.
3: Yeah, are you giving are you giving those tickets away to the right people? That's what I was getting. at. I think, obviously, Rusty, if they gave you, um, I think that you have wear too many hats. Okay, that's and exactly. and there's 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 at, at all the racetracks. I believe that we're going to see that there's one man that's wearing too many hats, and there has to be a guy whose job it is, is to put people in the seats. And that guy, okay, has got to be an idea man or woman. They've got to have several ideas all the time, and not necessarily to design new races or new things, you know, that the track needs to be doing. Basics. But sometimes they could give some insight in that, but that same person needs to be at the racetrack on the night of the races. They need to be in those grandstands because nobody will know who they are and start listening and stick their ear out and see what the buzz is, see what people are talking about. If people are sitting in the grandstands yawning and not having a good time in between, then you need to get the right announcer that's, that's keeping them excited or something that's right. keeping them excited in between. And I think that that's a big problem with the show today.
1: Every, every position at a racetrack is a show, whether it's the person working the concession window or if it's the flagman or if it's the buggy driver every position of the show and you can turn it into its own show
0: and you're the guy you you know that as well as anybody in this state no doubt just just give us the quick now give us the one minute thumbnail your deal of where you started in this game to where you are now just do it give us the quick version
1: okay selling 50 50 tickets you're one of those girls. And
0: why did you? And why did you start selling?
3: <laughs> only, only one night. I was one of those girls.
1: And,
0: and why did you start selling fifty-fifty tickets? Why down at
1: the old Thunder wow.
0: And, Thundercross? Wow, Thundercross. It
1: was fun. People, people enjoyed. They.
0: But they, why did you start doing it? Um. Wasn't it because they couldn't sell the damn things, and you well, decided it, to the the show them how?
1: That they had there had quit. And. They needed somebody to do it, and I was there. I had I had my little race car that I had that that was that consistent race car that I had dead last every time. Right. <laughs> and uh, they asked me if I would do it. And uh, the first night, I think we sold a thousand something tickets. Uh, what did you? What did you so, do?
0: A thousand.
1: Yeah. So they wanted to do it every night, and it was like okay. And it just turned into uh, you know you get to know everybody. You. you you have to change like a chameleon as you're going around because you might be talking to a preacher at one spot and a big drinker at another, and, 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 and you have to be able to to
0: blend in with them. So you showed some people that you had some passion and you could you could actually get something accomplished, and you ended up being a and general manager at a racetrack. It really pisses me off anymore. Huh?
1: You can't see my passion anymore.
0: Well, why well, is really that?
3: Why is that, Rusty? Why can't we see your passion?
1: There's too much other stuff, and I let it bog me down. Right.
3: Well, have you I, forgot what's important?
1: Right. I see that, and it pisses me off because mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, you know what? This is not what I'm built on.
0: That's why I ask you, what would what would New, New, Orlando Speed World be like if Rusty was only thinking about putting people in the seats? Mm-hmm. And uh, let me ask you this now. How many people have come to you because... We've talked about this before. We've probably talked about this a dozen times at least on the air on this show over the years about your deal with 50-50 tickets and all that. How many people have ever come to you and said, how can we sell more 50-50 tickets? None. (laughs) Right. This is one of the biggest things that drives me crazy. You have people sitting in racetracks all over this state, all over the place, and... They don't go out and get information from people who have been successful at doing stuff. It just drives me mad. What do you guys Why? give away? Do you guys yeah. give away
3: anything uh, at your racetrack during the the, the during the race?
1: We do some giveaways. Uh, you know, We'll have different groups that come in and, and give us T-shirts or hats or koozies. Or, what about
3: or, food? Do you guys ever give away food or anything like that?
1: My setup at Orlando is a little different than other tracks because my, my concessions are leased. We do give away some food, but it's not like if we had our, our concessions ourselves. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know,
1: because we could do something different with it
3: then. But you, you see, but that aggravates me because <laughs> uh, no. Listen, Rusty, listen to this, okay? This, if I'd go tell those people down there at the food place, say, listen, today we're giving away this, this, and this that you're going to provide for us, and for that, our announcer that we pay. He's going to talk about your food so you'll sell more food and mm-hmm. we're going to give some of it away. Rusty, that kind of stuff has to be done right there right and and you guys got to give away 20 items yeah, but during the night but and what about
2: and, and what about like um, track apparel track t-shirts and hatch which then put people walking around the community as free yeah. walking billboards yeah. for you I mean CC, that's a great thing
1: see, we have we have we have apparel Unfortunately when we remodeled at the beginning of the year. We took the old souvenir shop out. Now that I'm in the process of making another one that'll be you're gonna see it when you walk in. Um and we will be getting that apparel out. But yeah, bumpers. But if you
2: still right now in your possession at the track somewhere, do you have a box of T shirts? No. Nope. So you're out of completely out of t-shirts, hats, there, things no, like that.
1: I'm not, I'm not out of t-shirts, but the question was, do I have them at the track? But no.
2: Well, no. But put this discussion. way, you don't have to. You don't have to have them set up to sell them. Just have somebody during the course of the evening, during a downtime in between a, in between races, throw them out right. to the crowd. So that way, then you've got you know people you know more people out there doing free advertising for you.
3: Are you telling me you don't know how many people you had at the races last week? Are you going to tell me you don't again?
1: Oh, last
3: week? Yeah. How many people oh, okay. were in your grandstand?
1: I, I know how many we had last uh, last Friday. Uh, well, last Friday we had zero. The Friday before...
3: That wasn't a good night.
1: <laughs> it was already <laughs>
3: flooded. No, how, how many people did you have last time that you can remember?
1: Uh, our grandstands usually run around 200.
0: Okay. And now you're on Friday nights. Which, which just for the record, to make it clear, everybody if it was there? not... For Robert Hart owning that track, that place would close.
1: Exactly. It would collapse in a heartbeat. And, and I told you this the other day on the phone. You know, Robert and I, we lock horns quite regularly, but I do take my hat off to him because he keeps Absolutely. Mm-hmm. these racetracks going. Well,
3: now, we're going to ask him for forgiveness for all you guys giving him such a hard time at all these I, racetracks.
2: Now, now, Rusty, when you when you have the special events like the, uh, the two-day charity trucker race, well, that comes in. What's your grandstands look like then? What was it and like last year?
1: The charity trucker race, for some reason, has not generated that much interest in the grandstand. It does a lot in the pit, right. but not in the grandstand. Now, Rick gives away a lot, a lot of tickets, right. but it doesn't, the place doesn't fill up. So far, our best promotions have been the driver appreciation, where the drivers give out the tickets. Yep. That works like a charm.
3: Yep. Now, now, do you guys, listen, let me ask you this. If you let people in for free, okay. What if you just didn't charge? Jack's going to freak out when I say this because he shouldn't. You shouldn't let them in for free every week. But if you had a free race and you didn't charge anybody, mm-hmm. and the whole place was full, maximum, okay, packed full inside your grandstands, wouldn't you guys still make pretty good money? Yes.
1: If you could pack the place out,
2: yes, absolutely. So, so now. Could you, especially when season is going to start up here in a few weeks and we have the influx of people from up north coming down to Florida, and uh, is that something you could experiment with, like one experiment with, like like one night, promote it, advertise it, and see what happens?
1: Well, what we did last year is we did the uh, winter series, where we did it on Saturday afternoon. It was a trophy-only run, and I think it worked out really well. The guys, the, the, I shouldn't say the guys, the drivers had a blast with it. Because we raced Saturday afternoon, and, you know, that way we didn't have to turn the lights on it during the winter, so it's not hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tried to keep the, the prices low on everything so that people could come out and have a good time. And I think it did, I think it did extremely well. Um, am I going to be able to do it again this year? I haven't gotten it approved as yet. Okay. Uh, do I think there's a need for it? Yes, because we closed down when all the tourists are here. Yeah, they, we open up right as they head home.
3: I I know it's a tough thing what you guys do at the racetracks. Very you you know, what well, you can see. Don't, don't think that, that we don't know it and don't appreciate it. And, you know, Rusty, what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, see if we can't help get an answer to the problem. And uh, we, of course, did not get that answer to the problem at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got to go, and I'm sure we'll have you back on again.
1: Well, what, what I want to say before I have to go Yes. Is to all the fans and all the drivers, you know, I know, I know you get, I know you get ticked off with the track owners and promoters and and everything like that, but we've all got to come together because these tracks are dying at an amazing rate. And if everybody keeps trying to prove a point, there's going to be more and more of them dying. And there's no way around it. I mean, people like, like Critter over at Inverness. I I mean, that guy, he's great. Uh, Bobby Deal, uh, uh, you know, Ocala, Inverness, you know, everybody's trying to keep their tracks going. Will they be able to do it? Who knows? And we need people to, to, if you love this sport, you need to dig deep and, and, you know, hey, come out and help us with it. Could you
0: use some volunteers over there where you're at?
1: We can always use volunteers.
0: Alright, so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they can go to the Orlando. Absolutely. Orlando Speed World.
1: Usually, usually whenever we have volunteers help us out, Uh, I get a lot of people that want to volunteer. Uh huh. But you need people that, and I don't know how to put this other than how to put it.
0: Put it bluntly.
1: Kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, and not just you know, hey, I want to volunteer. You know, and they show up in shredded clothes
0: every week. Yeah, but if you've got people, if you could get uh, you know five or ten people a week who who want to come out and help you tackle, okay. get out promotion and and, oh, absolutely. and and help you with that part of it, huh? Uh-huh. So, so if people can go to and Orlando's, that's why
1: that's why the driver promotion works so well because right. the drivers are in so many different areas, right? They're passing out tickets in places that it would take me all year to get
3: to. Well, there should be driver promotion going on every week, Rusty. Hmm. Every week. You should give yeah. every driver that comes there and spends their hard-earned money every week, you should give each driver ten free tickets every week to give out.
1: Well, you know, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to get put through now is, is to try and help on the back gate. Is And I, I brought it up at several meetings, but I haven't gotten it approved as yet. Not five bucks off the back gate if you come in an open trailer.
3: That's you know, I've heard that from some other, from some other guys before, and and, uh, why, why and Rusty, is you know, t- it's not the back gate, it's the front gate, man, it's the front no, gate, no, no, no. That, that's what I'm that. telling you, you guys worry about making money in the no, back gate. No, no,
1: no, no. no, 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 no. You miss you missed the whole point. That open car coming through town causes excitement.
3: Yeah, you're right. I, you I know, heard. those trailers bring no excitement. I got it. I got that. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm, that's that's a tr- and, that's and, true. And and you know your your gates you're ten dollars. So I mean you're already doing your part at the front gates. But I All right. you know on Friday night there's not much you can do on a Friday. You guys are doing great. If you're getting two hundred people there on a Friday night and consistently there, you're you're not far behind the rest of them that are on Saturday nights. All right.
0: So the biggest problem we've concluded at Orlando Speed World. Rusty, you need to get some rest because you already got too many jobs to do, so you need to get some rest. Get rested up so you can get at it on Tuesday. Here you see that. He'll
2: say, what the hell are you talking
0: about? We'll we'll get to Robert on November
3: the 10th. I'm going to try to tell Robert for you that just put one hat on you and let watch you go.
2: Thank
0: you very, very much, Rusty. Take, Take it easy. Time. We'll
2: see you in All December, time. Rusty. I wasn't a better guest tonight, but my head's a little
0: foggy. <laughs> ah, you are <were> great.
2: <laughs> Y'all have a great night. Take Take you it easy. too. Bye-bye.
3: There you have it, folks. Rusty Marcus, uh, the man over at Orlando. It's an impossible job.
2: Yeah, it, it's did, a, wait, did he say, that they, you guys, that, was it that they close down when the tourists come back? Probably. They close, the track closes in the winter? Well, they get
3: ready for speed yeah. weeks cuz there's a big deal Yeah, they deal do over. some speed week stuff, uh, but they close, yeah.
2: Most tracks uh, how it used to
3: be CC uh, your last races would be at the beginning of November. Your racing was done. It's
0: become a trend more and more in recent years to stay open longer and longer and longer. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is that there's it has its benefits. Obviously, you you can't make money if you're closed, but by having in some cases it's having the same drivers racing longer and longer and it's just too much yeah. they cannot do it
3: and, and we're so screwy down here in florida and with racing anyways that i don't see why that we we don't have normal racing season anyways but i don't see why they're not closed
0: during the summertime or use it for use the time for other things but the guys get overworked but we'll t- we'll ask mike uh, peters uh, coming up about that uh, july sure.
3: august cc i think would be
0: yeah.
2: time
3: to take off we're going to take a short break folks you listen to inside Florida Racing. we'll be right back
0: The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon, check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers Homes of America The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius